0: (laughs) Do you think this is the real Quaid? It is.
1: everyone to My Bleeding Ears Podcast. This is episode number 69. I know, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you for listening this week with us. We got a lot of stuff to go through. We saw a lot of movies that we've seen already and a couple new ones that mm-hmm. we will go over before we do our movie of the week. And that's what we do here on the Me- My Bleeding Ears Podcast. We... Let's talk about all the shit that we've seen lately, like, and and put our little our little ideas of what the movie means and yada yada yada. So yeah, here we go.
0: Let's do it.
1: Yeah, all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, this is a new movie that we saw, and we'll start out with a new movie. We'll end with a new movie that we saw, and in the middle with all the the, the just shit we've already seen. So, we saw a new one, and this movie really stuck with you. (laughs) Yeah. I I, I need to hear about it, because we haven't really talked about it. And we really don't talk about these movies when we first watch them until the podcast happens. So, it's kind of a surprise to both of us, because we want to keep that whole, you know, mystique of what we're going to sing.
0: Right, and so, it'll be fresh. That's why yeah. I take a lot of notes, because I forget things quickly. <laughs>
1: <So> <laughs> I want
0: to remember how it made me feel. <laughs>
1: so this movie will be Cold Skin.
0: Cold Skin.
1: With Ray Stevenson, one of my heroes. So, um, this movie is about... Uh, well,
0: uh, it's a 2017 movie that's available now on Shudder. Yes.
1: And it's about this um, the guy who who is in charge of this lighthouse... Uh, and he's been there for a long time, it seems. And he kind of just, uh, uh, he defends this lighthouse from these amphibian men, or these men who have evolved into, like, lizard slash frogs slash humanoid creatures that live right. underwater, and who attack this lighthouse on a daily basis, or would, a nightly basis, actually.
0: I would say... Bred instead of evolved because that becomes pretty clear kind of early in the film. Right, right, that right. it was a human had relations with an aquatic type creature. <laughs> right,
1: uh, uh, probably a fish. It looks yes. like you don't get to see it. You see it in like drawings and right, uh, different writings. But uh, I thought it was an all right movie. It's I thought it would have been a little better actually, but it was it was okay. And I I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on this.
0: So I think that I really liked it if the movie intended to make me feel the way it made me feel. Mm-hmm. It was like, um, oh crap, what was that movie that I, I didn't have any fun? It's an apocalypse. What was it called? Oh, wait, further instructions. Yes. I really liked it, but I didn't like anything that happened or any of the characters. <laughs> um, but I felt like it was an important movie. And I think it stuck to my ribs so much right now because I've been binge watching Abducted in Plain Sight leaving Neverland and surviving R. Kelly. And to give you a little bit of context as to why this was sticking to my bones because I've been b- binge-watching those shows, there's a a woman amphibious creature who's kind of like a pet to Ray Stevenson. Right, yeah. But we also find out pretty early in the movie that he also fucks this... humanoid, in- humanoid creature. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: and... Binge watching, leaving Neverland, surviving R. Kelly, abducted and playing Sight, um, Those shows gave me a lot to think about, mm-hmm. not just one theme, but one of the things was when does someone have the emotional matur- maturity to consent to a sexual relationship? Mm-hmm. And in this case, um, she didn't. She's like a dog, and when she mm-hmm. becomes anything more than a dog, she's still almost childlike, and right, so yeah. I found that whole thing really upsetting. I found the whole idea of this Ray Stevenson being this man of war, that's all he does, that's the only thing that he knows, to be a really interesting theme. I still haven't decided whether I think that the movie wanted to make me feel those things or not. Mm -hmm. So now that I've told you how I feel, what do you think?
1: I think, yeah, I think those were meant to be put in there. I don't think... The the creators were like, all right, let's just uh, give them something to fuck. No, I don't think that at all. I think there definitely was meaning behind that, and yeah. the meaning is that you feel about it too.
0: Yeah. But, when can you consent? And I do not think that this creature could consent. I
1: don't think any creatures <laughs> can consent. <Right>. Really? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's
0: when I hear comedians comedians equate like marry your dog or whatever to equal marriage. No, no don't marry not. your dog. Your dog can't consent yeah, to your exactly. sexual That's... relationship.
1: Yeah. Anyone who says that's stupid.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Totally not the same thing, and I understand that you're trying to be an ally, but not the same thing at all. Yeah. Stupid. (laughs) Anyway,
1: yeah. Check uh, check this movie out. It's pretty cool. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Check it out. I've been thinking about it every day since we watched it. (laughs) I did not have any fun. I did not like any of the characters, but it stuck with me, and I want you to see it too. All right. Great. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any other thoughts I'm sorry
1: no not at all not really I thought it was I thought it was okay I I kind of found it maybe just a little repetitive in a way and uh, where they release new and new kind of information and new feelings along the way but there's just kind of a lot of uh action where they're just constantly killing these these amphibious humanoids yeah and it got kind of it got a little boring with that it, Time after time, they kept showing it.
0: It did. And they humanized her so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and even the the other man, who is not Ray Stevenson, uh, David... No. What was his name?
1: I it, forgot his name it, in the it movie. It doesn't matter. It's it whatever. doesn't matter. Yeah.
0: He becomes kind of romantically involved with her, too. And that's when I was like, ew, ew, ew. <sighs> okay, well, I know we're not supposed to like Ray Stevenson, but now I don't like you either. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> um... I went off on a tangent. But, yeah, so she is meant to kind of humanize these creatures. And mm. It's very interesting. I would say watch it. Yeah.
1: Uh, do you think maybe she was there to maybe humanize the men more? Or maybe maybe not even humanize them, but to make them feel more like monsters?
0: May, it made them both monsters mm-hmm. in my eyes. Yeah.
1: So, check yep. it out. Yep, do Cold it. Cold Mm-hmm. Now, this movie you and I went and saw in the theaters when it came out, and I believe I've only seen the movie full, again, once, but I have um, seen a certain part of the movie about eight or nine times, and the movie I'm talking about is The Ruins. Yes. Um, this is actually a pretty good movie. It I, is. It's, it's a unique film. I've never seen anything like it before, uh, the monsters especially, and uh, it's just about this these group of Americans who are in Mexico or wherever, and then they want to go out into like the real real places, not like touristy shit so they end up going to this uh, this pyramid in Mexico and once they reach the pyramid it's, it's filled with um, well you don't get to find out just yet that it's filled with these kind of man-eating plants um, so they step into this this pyramid and the locals surround them imme- immediately knowing that if they get infected by these plants they can spread it around the world and kill everyone right. so uh, these these five people five friends are stuck in this in this uh pyramid no way out and it's it's really it's really well acted uh, nice young actors are in this movie and it was really well done i i liked it a lot and even yeah. after i watched it for this like third time i still liked it it was really good
0: we went we saw this in the theaters and we're expecting absolutely nothing yeah. and i think we walked out with way more than we thought we were gonna get cuz it's it's it really tries to be like a character study that becomes a horror movie. And I'm not sure. I say that because it's clear that Jeff played by Jonathan Tucker, he's a med student and it's pretty clear to me that all of his friends start to wonder if he's actually a sadist. <laughs> with all the fucked up things that he does to keep Joe Anderson alive. Hi Joe Anderson, I love you. Um I don't think it quite pulls off the character study part, but that's mm. definitely there and I right. appreciate that. And it's scary and it's gross. Um I would definitely say check it out.
1: Yeah, oh definitely. It's it's really well acted. I, mm-hmm. I want to stress that even more. This and, and Ice is that the yeah, from Yeah, Netflix the Iceman.
0: It. It's not the Ice Twin. It's Sean Ashmore, not <laughs> I forget, Twin. not the other Ashmore. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, but yeah, check that one out definitely. I I just picked that one out of the blue. I was like, "Hey, let's just watch The Ruins again. Yeah. It's fucking good.
0: It's, uh, did we say it's available yeah. on Amazon Prime? Yeah, it's
1: on Amazon yeah. Prime right now. Uh, another film that we saw actually in the theater too, right, mm-hmm. when it came out was Scott Pilgrim. And what I didn't know about the version that we were watching was that it was an extended version of the film.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So it's... It, Reminded me a lot about uh, uh, Deadpool 2, the uncut version or whatever, the expanded version of the new Deadpool 2 movie that's out on HBO. Um, It just prolonged it a lot, and it really just, the jokes weren't falling as much, and it wasn't cut correctly, and it just kind of dragged on, and I didn't like it as much as the original cut, because there's just a lot of things added in there prolonging the scenes that really didn't need to be in there. Their first cut was, was good enough.
0: Yeah, I liked it in the theaters.
1: It's cool to see different parts that you haven't seen before, but it's totally slows the movie down. Also, yes. especially in the movie Deadpool, too, it really slowed that movie down.
0: Yeah, I didn't I feel like, like it as much. Right in Deadpool, they were like, "We have to squeeze in all the jokes Ryan Reynolds made," and like, yeah. you "No, know, he makes millions and millions of jokes. Yes, so you don't and, have to include them all, and
1: not all of them land." So, right, and that, <laughs> that was my problem with this version of the movie. I like the original version a lot more, uh, but it's, yeah, it's a pretty cool movie. I like Edgar Wright. And can't wait to yeah. see what he does next, I time think after the time.
0: evil exes, the two evil exes that stand out to me are Chris Evans, obviously, <laughs> and uh, uh, Brandon Routh, the vegan. Yeah. who's <laughs> ch- so pretty funny. <laughs> Chicken isn't vegan?
1: <laughs> yeah, check it
0: out. It's available on Netflix. We said that, right? Was it
1: Netflix or Amazon? I don't think it was Netflix. I'm not sure.
0: Well, I always check before I print these out. Oh, Okay.
1: Well, um, definitely check out to see which version it is, though, before you watch it. But if you like yeah. the longer version, who cares? Go ahead and watch that, too. It's passable. Yeah. Now, this movie I, I saw in the theater, too, and it was, what, like three years before I met you, I want to say, three or four years. Yeah. Uh, and I, I was dating another girl at the time, and I went with her and my friend Kevin, who's been on the show before ooh, from yeah. 8-Bit Geek, and we went and saw Resident Evil... Uh, Pumped to see this movie. Love the video games. Uh, Disappointed earlier on during its production because George Romero was attached and he wasn't attached anymore. And then they got the guy who did Mortal Kombat to do this. So I'm like, okay, whatever, fine. Uh, That's great. We'll we'll see how this is. And it's okay. It's an okay movie. It's an okay horror movie. Uh, There's little parts that are Resident Evil in it, but it's primarily not a Resident Evil
0: property. Yeah. I mean, if you... If you had walked into this theater, I'm asking you, Mm -hmm. if you had walked into this theater fully knowing that this was going to have nothing to do with the first Resident Evil game, do you think you would have liked it more, or was that part of the disappointment? I think
1: it is, uh, it was, no, it was part of the disappointment.
0: Okay. Uh, me, me too. I mean, I liked it. I still had fun, but I was kind of surprised and disappointed when I realized that this wasn't going to have anything to do with right. the first game.
1: Make a Resident Evil movie. Don't make me a movie with winks in it, all right? I don't want that. Just yeah. make me the fucking movie I want, all right? And the... plenty
0: of winks, yeah. yeah it's just, it's like, just stop. Just, just,
1: don't, just close your eyes. Fuck it.
0: <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it was okay. I had fun. Um, I think I made a joke about Mila Jovovich. Um, Yeah, her acting. Like, I thought her acting was weird in this before I realized that it's just not very good. No. Like, I was like, maybe she's acting like she has amnesia. No. That's just how she always acts.
1: Yeah, she has amnesia and a loop. And
0: everything. But she's a badass in this. It's fun to watch. Yeah, it's a
1: fun movie to watch. It's, yeah, turn your brain off.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Uh, Another movie where you shouldn't necessarily turn your brain off Uh, Red Dragon. Yeah. (sighs) Which uh, I am always at a tug of war with this and Manhunter. I like them. I really do like both of them. I like them a lot, actually. I'll even say that. But with Red Dragon, they they kind of dive deeper in a few more things than Manhunter. But Manhunter dives in more with our main character. Mm-hmm. So, so I need to watch Manhunter again after you know watching Red Dragon. You know, I kind of just need that. You know, I need the the. To get that. What's his name again? I always forget it. Uh, the main character in um, Hannibal Red
0: Drake. Lecter? Oh. Uh, uh, Will Graham. Will Graham! That's yeah. his name.
1: Uh, so I really liked in, in Manhunter where they get to, to delve deeper into Will Graham. That's. Yeah. And this one is more with Anthony Hopkins in it because uh, what's his face? Brian Cox was originally Hannibal Lecter in Manhunter and then they got. Uh, anthony hopkins to take over the role from there on in and i i like his performance and everything i also like brian cox's performance too mm-hmm. uh i just think that character is just after silence of the lambs just got really fucking hammy you know it, for it, sure it's it, 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 <laughs> nah, but yeah silence of the lambs it's perfect in, and that's great but after like hannibal and, and red dragon it, it just really got it was just more of a caricature of a serial killer and not one anymore
0: yeah and i agree about will graham it's just kind of a couple throwaway lines about how he has to think like a serial killer and what that Mm. does to him right whereas the show hannibal really delves into that and the book does too which i think the
1: show hannibal is probably better than all the movies put together anyway so yeah i don't
0: want to say that about silence of the lambs because i think that's somewhat of a masterpiece really horror movie yeah, I yeah. Think it's really no good. it's not a
1: horror movie it's a thriller yeah no yeah. it's a horror movie yeah just like the movie us is a thriller right but it's a fucking <laughs> horror movie shut up
0: yeah and hannibal gets kind of weird and artsy fartsy there at the end oh uh, but
1: sh- all throughout the whole show it's yeah but i guess
0: i got kind of tired of it by i did end. too i <laughs> did
1: too i like they're they're doing kaleidoscope shots right and almost nude bodies i'm like just show it already come on right
0: but, but yeah, I liked that show because it really gets into Will Graham's head, mm. which is cool. I think this movie's okay. What really takes me out of it is when Edward Norton is talking to himself out loud to help us out with what he's discovering. Like, mm-hmm. we, your audience, are not stupid. You did not have to <laughs> do that. And when you... Do something like that, it feels condescending, and I like your movie a little bit less.
1: Well, I think the director thinks that of his audience, so... uh... Yeah, I'm not blaming Edward (laughs) Norton. I feel like
0: Edward Norton was probably a pain in the ass about that, and ended up having to do it anyway. (laughs) But yeah, trust your audience.
1: Yeah, Brett Ratner. Garbage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And our final movie of the things that we've watched lately... Uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom We finally watched it Because I really didn't feel like going to the theater to see this one
0: And I hated the first one <laughs> hated it
1: <laughs> So what did you think of this movie? Do you like it more?
0: Yeah I walked in with no expectations I wasn't Good. even mad anymore Because it's been a long time I didn't <laughs> hate it that much It wasn't like sucker punch It didn't stick with me right. but It's okay What did you think? Uh,
1: I liked it. I like the direction it ends up going in. Yeah. Um, I I do like I, I you know I kind of digged real deep for this one. So just so just just hear me out, okay? Okay. So uh, we'll just just look at the title here: Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. I think when you're you're going in the theater or seeing this movie for the first time, or seeing the uh, the trailers for this movie. Which pretty much just showed the first half hour of the movie, where it's this volcano going off, all the dinosaurs are running away, and you kind of think that's the fallen kingdom. Right. But it's not. Um, I think the fallen kingdom is either, A, Earth, because at the end of this movie, all the dinosaurs are let free, and maybe man isn't top of the of this world, of this kingdom anymore.
0: Yeah, they're not at the top of the food chain anymore, now,
1: because at the end, they let all the dinosaurs go. Mm-hmm. But I kind of dug a little deeper in this one, okay? Okay, I'm listening. And I thought this movie might have been an allegory for God. Because um, in the Bible and everything, dinosaurs don't exist, or never did. The time didn't happen back then. But now throughout the Jurassic Parks, now you're going through Jurassic World, you're showing that you can recreate these humans without having a a baby or you're making clones Clones. Mm -hmm. and that you're kind of pissing in god's face right now and proving him wrong and saying we can do this we don't need you anymore your kingdom has fallen to to science and which i kind of think maybe this this movie is about that
0: i think you're absolutely right but this wasn't an original idea that this movie had, because that's mm-hmm. kind of what Ian Malcolm said right. in the first movie. I want to do the whole thing. Can I try to do the whole thing? Yeah, go for it. God creates dinosaurs. God destroys dinosaurs. God creates man. Man destroys God. Man creates dinosaurs. <laughs> dinosaurs eat man. Woman inherits the earth. There we go. I mean that's, I think you're absolutely right, right, but I think that was the theme of Jurassic Park, the original. Uh, I
1: think... Partially, but not the whole Fallen Kingdom part of it. Of
0: right, uh, agreed.
1: Of just this, everything happening and, and the world's gonna be taken over. Because how are they gonna handle this? You don't have right. you don't have the tools for it, and you don't have the tools to handle this in the United States where this takes place. You can't shoot bombs and everything in this world, but you can in movies. And which right. I think hopefully this is gonna be the third third movie which will be just dinosaurs inhabited the earth and wrecked havoc and and I really hope the next movie is about that I really really do and they take it out of the park and yeah now they're putting it in the world so and but another thing I have to add to this too is that the Jurassic World theme park would have been tits up anyway in about a few years after that whole thing happened because the fucking volcano went up. Yeah. Like, who picked that? Like, oh, hey, there's a volcano on this island. Let's go there and make a park.
0: I I heard "Ah." this rant earlier. It's like, is that,
1: yeah, that's like the dumbest thing ever. That's dumber than her wearing fucking high heels in the fucking first movie.
0: Yeah, and in that same vein, (laughs) I want to add that they do too many close-ups of her boots Like, that was my whole fucking problem. That was a symptom of a much larger problem that Jurassic World had. But great, she's wearing boots now. Awesome. Eat this, feminism. She's she's wearing boots now. We fixed it.
1: See, she kicks butt in boots. (laughs) movie of the week is the oh shit what year did this movie come out I don't even remember
0: 2002
1: 2002 this is before we met and you know what I actually watched this movie kind of right when it was released on DVD because I was really interested in it Dog Soldiers
0: yeah yeah so did you take your girlfriend who doesn't like horror movies, did you have her watch this movie? Because Resident Evil came out the same year, that's why. I'm right,
1: thinking. right, right, right. Nah, Stopped no. I'm torturing we're, this <laughs> We are already broken up since then. But the funny <laughs> thing about that is that when we went and saw Resident Evil in the theater, like I was having fun with uh, my friend Kevin, like enjoying the movie and everything. I looked at her and she's frightened out of her mind. I'm like, <laughs> what the, what's wrong? Cause she's just shaking. I was like, dude, it's a movie.
0: It's <laughs> Resident Evil.
1: It's a shitty movie too.
0: I didn't mean to get you off track. Yeah, no. Well,
1: I, I, well, I forgot to add that in the first part of this, the, the podcast <laughs> But, uh, Dog Soldiers by Neil mm-hmm. Marshall. Um, this is my first introduction to Neil Marshall. He did movies such as The Descent, which you and I actually went and Masterpiece.
0: Did, I think that is great a movie. great movie. film. Talk about, like, a character study that becomes a horror movie. The Descent nails it. Right. Yeah
1: doomsday and he does a lot of the game of thrones episodes particularly the big battle episodes he does
0: oh okay
1: so usually what i do on the podcast too is that i'll go through the movie but seeing as how the premise of this movie is so simple uh, i'll just shoot that up front real quick uh there's a bunch of soldiers out for like a a military practice kind of thing out Mm -hmm. in scotland uh, and then they are happened upon by a uh, this guy from uh, these, this black ops group. and they are attacked by these werewolves for the most part. and they escape to a house, hold off there for a while until daylight until the werewolves or no can't be werewolves anymore and just to, to leave from there. And then there's twists and turns throughout the movie. And it's a pretty simple film, so mm-hmm. I, I don't want to waste time just going through all the different times they shot werewolves. Because they do shoot werewolves a lot in this movie. There's yeah. a lot of action, and it's just pretty much just this house set piece. So, um, and I, I could see how this would be sort of a boring kind of film. But it's done in a way to where it's pretty engaging. So um, I'll just go through some of the things real quick here. The acting in this movie uh, is top-notch. You have some great actors. You Mm -hmm. have uh, Kevin McKidd... who was actually in one of the Hannibal movies was Hannibal Rising I want to say Hannibal Rising right? and
0: Rome which I haven't seen Rome which
1: he's awesome in there with Ray Stevenson (laughs) so it all comes full circle yep
0: and like 10 seasons of Grey's Anatomy I noticed I think he's still on that show well I kind of just I know that doesn't matter it's just noteworthy it's a lot of seasons of TV to be on yeah I but Rome yes yeah exactly (laughs) Um,
1: Sean Pertwee who is the the captain who we see a lot in movies uh, Equilibrium, Event horizon mm-hmm. uh he wants to i think he's playing alfred right
0: on gotham, on gotham. yeah gotham, i think they're in their last season yeah
1: right great actor he does a great role in this film you yeah. really believe that he is their sergeant he's their uh, squad commander that's a really great job by him and their supporting cast too is really cool they have their different personalities like you would expect in any movie like this so it's but they're and even though one's kind of an asshole he's still pretty likable he's a still pretty likable character because the other characters are playing off them and then because they're so different from each other there's the other guy uh spoony who runs really quickly (laughs) he's a really cool goofball kind of character and it these characters just work really well together and and that's why i think part of this movie why this movie works um you have anything to add up for that
0: uh no, can how spoilery can we get? I know oh, we're not gonna sp- go through it. Spoil
1: but... the shit out of it. Who cares?
0: Yeah, no, I don't have anything to add. I just want to make sure <laughs> that I can, you know, ruin now, it. <laughs> gotcha.
1: Now the makeup effects in this movie are pretty good. They are not the greatest, but they do show the, the werewolves a lot. Um, sometimes yeah. they're a bit out of frame. Sometimes they're out of focus, but they are there and they're present. And they are pretty decent looking, you know. I've seen some really bad looking werewolves, like Solar Bullets, one of them. <laughs> yeah. An, an American Werewolf in Paris is a horrible one too. It's all
0: CGI, yeah, isn't it's just, it? Oh it's just god, crap. it looks awful.
1: Awful. But these are biped werewolf wolf men, mm-hmm. so they're not necessarily werewolves. Like, just dog soldiers, fine.
0: Yeah, it's kind of dimly lit, but you still get a really good shot of the, a lot of them. Yeah. And, that's,
1: and that's another point I like to break out, too, because you get to see a lot in this movie. There's very few scenes where it's pitch black and you can't see shit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's really well lit, and they're giving you the whole picture, and you're able to see these the the actors in every corner of this house and outside. Even when it's dark outside, you're still able to see, which I like because that can really... Fuck up a movie where mm-hmm. either you have um, you shoot it in dark or you shoot it in the light that makes it look like it's nighttime out, but it's actually daylight. You kind of switch the filter. I don't know what the name of that is. Yeah, and it can look real shitty, you know. But they did it really well in this movie. Mm-hmm. The lighting is great. You can see it's great, it, and, and especially for a movie that's has um, practical effects. None of it is CGI, from what I can tell.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: So yeah, it's really cool to. To have all that on display right in front of you, which I I really appreciate that, especially seeing as this is a low budget movie. And this is, I want to say it's his first movie. I'm not absolutely sure on it, but it's definitely, definitely well done. It's, Mm -hmm. uh, especially in the lighting part.
0: I think you might be right. He, if I remember correctly, he did some shorts before this. This is his first feature. First feature. I think, but I'm not sure.
1: Uh, Another thing that kind of would usually bother me about a film like this, uh, where you have weird shot and mostly handheld, is the shaky cam effect, mm-hmm. uh, where you watch a movie like The Bourne Identity or The Bourne Ultimatum or, or any Paul Greengrass movie or Rob Zombie film, where they're shaking that fucking camera so much you can't tell what the hell's going on. Uh, what they do in this movie is that they do shake this camera doing parts of the action scenes but it's not going all around you're not getting a headache from this shit there you're you're still being focused on a certain character and what his surroundings are but it's not taking you out of the film just ju- juggling your brain in your skull and not being able to see so the the uh the camera shake they do in this is is good it's not when people are having a fucking conversation <laughs> <laughs> Where, you know, someone's head is in the, the top right of the screen, the bottom right of the screen. It's not like that at all. Yeah. They did it well in this movie, which mm-hmm. I can really appreciate that. Um, the added twists in the movie were... were I liked them. They were good, and they were well paced out. Um, the One of the twists is that there's this Black Ops outfit that actually um, set up the soldiers to kind of... Uh, get these werewolves out of seclusion and and use them as bait yes so that uh these black ops can capture the werewolves and i don't know study make, them study them yeah them they wanted an, to get one alive right yeah. mm-hmm. make them into an army of werewolves or dog soldiers there we go yeah. <laughs> so um there's that one twist and throughout this movie you we meet like uh, this zoologist person who um who is actually studying these werewolves. And she s- ends up saving the soldiers there are left and brings them to this house. Uh, she says that she's friends with these people and they, they can, you know, stay there, I guess, for however long until they can find a way out, which they try and do throughout this movie, and they never actually do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then later on you find out that she's actually a werewolf too and that she was kind of rooting for these guys to get out of this situation, but it came to a point to where there was no chance that she thought that these guys, uh, the soldiers would get out of this situation alive. So she ends up just becoming a werewolf too. Um, so that was kind of cool to see that also. Yeah.
0: I mean, there are a few shots where you can see this, the scratches on her arm and you're right. like, oh, okay, I right. know what's going on here. But yeah, it does. I mean, she was a zoologist. She was studying them and then right. she got scratched by them and became a part of their pack. Mm-hmm. But yeah, had good intentions for these soldiers.
1: Right. Now, when was the first time did you you saw this movie? I don't recall.
0: with you, I don't okay. remember when, but I had never heard of it
1: i i I have to say it was probably one of the, it was a Netflix disc uh, rental Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was or like st- back when
0: you used to have to add things to your queue from the computer and yeah. then go to the Ugh. screen. remember those days?
1: Yeah, middle ages.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. You know, I'll be honest, I think I liked it a lot more then, and mm-hmm. maybe it was because I love you so much yeah. that I liked it. I still like it, but I have to remind myself that this is not a horror movie, and this is not a werewolf movie. This mm-hmm. is like a war-slash-action movie mm-hmm. with werewolves in the it. Horror elements Yeah, in it, you're right. And then I kind of like it a little bit more when I look mm-hmm. at it from that, from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: it's a an army of of werewolves they're fighting. So right. yeah, it's more of a war movie. True, uh, the action parts of it are are well made. Also, they're not great. Uh, a lot of bullets fly in this movie. The werewolves take a lot of shots, but you don't get to see them take the shots. Once again, this is an, a pretty independent, low budget film. They had to save on money. I can see why you're not going to see werewolves taking squibs, you know, and and flying right. out of windows as much. But the the scenes that they do have, it's. Uh, I, what I think is really important to, for an action movie are sound effects, uh, especially gunshot sound effects. If you get those down and you make them realistic or you make them unique in a way, you really put another. Uh, uh, you really have another edge in your movie to have your audience be more invested in it. Mm-hmm. One of them, which I probably talked about before, is how. Um, is a James Cameron movie and, and his sound effects. One of them uh, is the Terminator film where uh, the original film, the the, the shotgun effects and the, the bullet effects are just boom, boom, boom. And when they were remastered on like the Blu-ray, uh, we watched like a little thing about it and how those gunshots were toned down in the Blu-ray release and the audio was kind of, and, and the sound effects were toned down and just didn't, completely just uh, remake a movie really it just it didn't make it as engaging and as scary as yeah it it can be and that's and the the sound effects for the guns in this movie are decent they Mm -hmm. they could have been a lot better they could have been a lot louder and they could have got me a lot more invested in it unfortunately it did but nitpicking a bit on that one um
0: yeah but a decent point
1: right Do you think people should watch this movie? Do you think uh, Neil Marshall fans who maybe haven't seen this movie should check this one out?
0: Definitely. See where Neil Marshall started. I would definitely say check this movie out. I don't dislike it. I Mm -hmm. like it. But I like the werewolf. Mm -hmm. And that's not what this is. You don't get to see a transition. You get to see the beginning of the transition and then the finished product. Right, right. Which saved them a lot of money, (laughs) I'm sure. Um, And it's not the werewolf curse isn't really a curse in this. I mean, it kind Mm -hmm. of is when we see Megan, the zoologist. It's more of an infection. She didn't want this. Well... But it's it's not just that, it's that the werewolves are walking on two legs and, and are kind of aware of their surroundings and what they're doing, and the lore of the werewolf is that they don't, they're animals, they don't mm-hmm. remember what they're doing, they're cold-blooded killers, transitioning hurts, right stuff like that. That's part of what makes the werewolf so tragic, and you're not going to get any of that Right. In the dog right. soldiers.
1: It's pretty just straightforward werewolfism. Yeah. <laughs> World Right But yeah
0: I mean I would say Definitely watch it But don't go into it Thinking you're going to get A werewolf movie No Because that's not really What you're going to get
1: No you're not going to get that Yeah Another thing i like to add to Before we give our grades Is uh, This movie s- starts out And it looks pretty low budget And pretty independent But after about 15 to 20 minutes This movie is able to engage you To where you don't notice that at all yeah, and straight through to the end. Mm-hmm. So um, I give this movie a B minus. It's a great first effort for a director. I yes. mean, I if I were to direct my first feature, it would not come cl- close to how this, how well done this movie is. So yeah, definite B minus. There's six kills, uh, human kills in this movie. Right. I, I didn't count all the werewolves, just the humans. No breasts, no penises. Jesslyn.
0: You know, I was going to give it a C+, but I think I am going to give it a B-, because uh-huh. you're right, for his first venture into movies, this was very good. Yeah, yeah, um, it was
1: very well done.
0: And since I mentioned having faith in your audience, this movie does a great job of mm-hmm. having faith in your audience. There were a couple of times where I was like, wait, did I miss something? what's happening right now? And then they explain it later, <laughs> right. and you're like, oh, okay, right. yeah. And but it doesn't it doesn't treat you like you're dumb, and you're not going to figure it out. Yeah, there's
1: not one character that's going to sit down later and look at you and say, okay, this is this. Yeah, so it, it, it
0: unfolds. exactly. Right,
1: exactly, like any movie should.
0: Yeah, so B-minus, I'm with you. All right, cool, we agree. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: agree to agree. Awesome. <laughs> um, my favorite part of this movie is the... Um, the end where uh, the Kevin McKidd character fights the Black Ops character uh, who has been turned into a werewolf. And Did we say the, who he was? Yeah. Uh, no, we didn't. Which is uh, Leon Cunningham from uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, Davos. Sir, Sir Davos. Mm-hmm. The guy who lost some fingers. And <laughs>
0: This is Jon Snow. <laughs>
1: awesome character in, in yeah. Game of Thrones. Much younger in this film. Of yeah, course, he's
0: yeah. a baby and he has no facial hair. It took me a second.
1: So, my favorite part was, was uh, the end battle between the, uh, the Black Ops guy as a werewolf and Kevin McKidd, because in the beginning of the movie, Kevin McKidd is trying to be one of the Black Ops guys, and he kind of passes their tests until the end, where the, the Black Ops guy, Lean Cunningham, tells him, asks him, or tells him to shoot a dog. Mm-hmm. To where uh, Kevin McKidd is like, no, I, I'm not going to shoot something that's not attacking me. I'm not yeah. going to do that. To where Liam Cunningham shoots the dog, and Kevin McKidd goes off on him, attacks him, and uh, we learn that you know Kevin McKidd's not going to be in Black Ops anymore, and then he's being sent back down to, to the army, and that leads us to uh, their whole training uh, adventure that they're going through. That's so,
0: my favorite part, too. The end. The end
1: where they fight? Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. cool fight between yeah. him and, and the werewolf. I liked it a lot. That The whole action scene towards the end where it's just the Sarge and Kevin McKitt's character, which they have a great chemistry together. They do, too. yeah. They really believe that they're friends and, and that they're comrades and everything. Um, and that whole end scene where uh, um, uh, Sean Pertwee, the captain, is fighting off a, a shit ton of uh, werewolves while he's becoming one himself mm-hmm. is a really cool scene too yeah so uh, I just like the whole last ten minutes of this film and that's your favorite too I remember. yeah mm-hmm. so as uh, a definite check out for us you should um, it's on Amazon Prime right
0: yeah it's on Amazon Prime yeah for free
1: pick it up and so great about Amazon Prime is that everything is in HD everything looks so much better now mm-hmm. check it out <laughs> yeah check it out and that does it for us this week and I will see you guys next week for our our episode number 70.
0: It's my episode.
1: And it's going to be a comedy. It
0: is And it's going to include a very special guest we will me. Have, <laughs> we will
1: have another guest on our show next week. So check us out and I will have a lot of shit to talk about too because C2E2 Chicago Comic and Entertainment Expo is happening in about less than 24 hours and I will be there <laughs> spending a shitload of money. Check me out on Facebook and Instagram. I'll be showing you a lot of that shit. All right, see you later.
0: Thanks for listening.